0: with us Ishaan. He's a heritage activist and a writer. He's a founder of Karwan which is a heritage ex- exploration initiative which does some great work on Instagram and it was born out of a desire to revolutionize the way we approach history. So Ishaan, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. How
0: are you? I'm also good. So my first question to you is why the
1: was it? Why did it start? Yeah, so uh, we started in last, in September 2019 and you know, there was an urge that I noticed when I entered college that nobody really you know are interested in listening to or reading history not even history students unfortunately so we thought uh, we should do something uh, that might interest students so we started with Heritage Box And then, we gradually, because of the COVID-19 lockdown, we we moved to online lecture series. And we did around, I think, 100 lectures right now. And all are available on our YouTube channel. Then, you know, this this, uh, is a very interesting question that you have asked and this brings me to the question, why is this so important to us? There are many, many reasons for it. The first reason is, you know, the politicians use it for their own benefit. So to save yourself from that dedicated uh, screen, I think it's the need of the hour in, in India and in other or in other countries to, to read that history in a very critical manner, with critical thinking and this is the skill of reasoning. And then I think, the second thing is, India is the oldest living civilization in the world. You know, we, we have come a long way of thousands of years and our philosophies have, you know, changed the world in, in great ways, you know. So I, I personally think that India's past is the key to worst world's future. Many of the world's problems can be solved using Indian philosophies. One such problem that I think is the lack of space for dissent and discussion. You know, India has a long culture of Anikantabha, that's the Jain doctrine of dialogue, you know. We have a, we have a tradition of A. Kamsat, Bhavda, Vitra, Vadan, B. The, the truth is one but the white is differently. I think those traditions are long forgotten but I think in today's world, these these traditions, these philosophies of Indian culture, should be revived. And who will revive it? It is the youth of India. It is the youth of the world, who are who are going to lead the future. So I think that is the reason we started CAR1, to make students inquisitive and to make curious about this very this very beautiful discipline. of uh, which is often under attack for several reasons. So I think that was one. That was one of the main reasons for us starting Carvan. And I'm really happy that more organizations such as Carvan has come up after we started. So it is really very you know inspiring for us as well we started something and it is making change in the society. instance, We are taught in a closed classroom. History is not, history cannot be taught in a closed classroom. I think history is all about exploration. You go out there, you read it, and you interpret yourself. You know, history is very uh, subjective there's no absolute truth. You know, it is all based on the interpretations of sources and how you interpret those. So, I think how you should approach history uh, should be changed in the school level itself. Rather than making students cram up everything, don't learn everything in school just to produce it during exam and get good marks, that is not history. Uh, I think what teachers should do is, teachers should ask questions and let students ask questions to the teachers. On various historical events, and, and I think this is also an activity that is called the role playing activities, You know,
0: make somebody a
1: show camera, make somebody something else, have them a historical dialogue. You know, such, such fascinating and fun activities could be really thought of, and uh, that might make history more interesting than it is today. Because whenever I have talked to students, in schools and in colleges, I often get a that the private history is the most boring subject and we just want to study it for the mark. So I think that thinking process will be changed if we make certain changes of how we approach in school level. And is it really possible to make changes there it should be debated, it should be discussed among teachers and, and educational institutions, and that is it what I formally believe in. Okay. You know, you said that history is about
0: exploration, and I think, I think that's one of the-
1: Uh, see, a change takes time. You see, uh, nothing can be done instantly. And you know how we approach history is if you go to any heritage monument, uh, you will see inscriptions of Raj, Love, Priya, or something. heart is being, you know, drawn on the on the on the on the, on the, on the thousands of years old monument. So. That is how we used to approach history, you know, historical sites were picnic spots. I am not saying picnic spots are bad. Call them, all those sites picnic spots. Uh, it's that is making it more interesting for the public to visit it. But keep it safe, keep it you know, sanitized. Don't draw on walls, don't stand on the tombs. I think those are some things that I am missing uh, in, in, in the people. But I think how we approach history and heritage monuments, that is a very, uh, I think, very professional thing, and that needs some skills as a historian, and some training as a historian for that. So what we try is, uh, through our walks, we try to make it more fun. We, we try to give some facts about those places, some certain places in the monument, that might make them interested in go even in, in, in returning and reading more about those. So we will try to keep the dialogue going even after the walk. So I think that is the main purpose. In India, you know, from the ancient times, there was very less of written history. You know, the the tradition of Indian history writing was basically smithy text. You know, the oral tradition of history. So most of the history that you know about ancient India might be oral histories and later written in written format. So I think the uh, both tangible and intangible heritages are important, and they, they shape how we live in the society. They shape the society itself. You know, today when I see both tangible and intangible both type of heritages are in a very bad position. You know, we don't care about. We don't even know how many cultural dance forms are there in India. We don't really know how many types of you know, how many types of Hindi Hindustani classical music are there. We don't know how many types of Carnatic music are there, how many types of dharanas we have in India. Not just that. We don't really know what our family traditions were, you know, what festivals our family our ancestors used to uh, observe. I think that is that is thing, that is and while we adopt to the Western Civilization very easily, I think what we have to do is, we have to stick with our own civilization as well. And I think it's because we, we want change, but we also want to adopt good things from the Western Civilization, not completely abandon the civilization which we live in. So I think you know, adoption and collaboration is the future. Not just submitting yourself to the to the Western civilization. Completely abandoning your heritage, tangible and intangible, your culture, your tradition. So I think uh, that is one thing uh, that that uh, I think is very important to understand. Is it adoption? Yeah, uh, you, you see, you cannot, uh, you, you cannot uh, simply ignore these natural civilizations, you know. As we are in a globalization, uh, in the period of globalization, you have to have some influence of the Western civilization, that's very natural. Because we are living in a world of social media. So, there is nothing wrong in it, you know the blue genes that we all wear is, is part of the globalization process, one of the earliest times of globalization, you see. So we cannot really stop that and I think it should not be stopped. But with that, you know, we also should know our history and, uh, and our cultures and our heritage. Okay. Uh, so you also
0: have an initiative
1: Yeah, so Kitsar Glory was a series that we started when we were doing Heritage Walks. Uh, It was a meet the historian kind of series where we used to invite great historians, great scholars to interact with the public directly. Because you see, there is a gap between the historians and the public. You know, people read books but they cannot really meet the, the people behind the book. So we wanted to break this gap. To make a place where they can meet, they can discuss ideas, you know. You know, in ancient India there was a place for public discussion called Vikotu Halashala, where the Jaina monks, the Buddhist monks and the Hindu monks would gather, they would share ideas, they would discuss, they would debate, and that was prevalent in most parts of, of the Indian subcontinent. So we wanted to create a space where dialogue or history can be done with an open mind, where historians can discuss their you know their, their subjects or their topic with the public. They can give a lecture. Lecture is usually followed by a QA, a discussion with the with the public. So that was the basic idea. Yeah, absolutely it is a dying art. You know, it is one of the tangible heritage that we do not really care about. Uh Istvah Goli is a Urdu uh, storytelling form. And I think it has it is being revised by various artists, various storytellers like Khan and uh Himachu Bhajpay. And they're doing great in revising. In Himanshu very recently was invited to Harvard University to perform his Kishtagoy with Ali a very popular Pakistani singer, you know. So, Kisargoli is going on global platforms and that is very uh, deeply satisfying for people like us who want intangible heritages to be devised in, in, in a very cooler form, as you can say. So, you know, these people are doing great, great things for for saving the heritage and I think more such platforms should be created by storytellers and this art form should be devised and not just this, but other art forms as well. Uh, you know, I am, I am quite old school and being a writer myself, I think I cannot force a writer to write on a particular field. That is really, that kills the creativity, you see. You know, he will go and he will just write from a book and he will just post it. I think that is not very helpful. I always say to my team that you know keep an open mind, write on whatever topic you wish to, use credible and authentic sources because history should always come from authentic channels, not any news articles or something, but proper books should be uh, should be used of historians, and that is how we come up with articles. We I have generally I have divided. Three sections where my team works it is the ancient India, medieval, and modern India. We also write on popular cultures like the Bollywood history that I I write on. And we we generally think that you know uh, if we are writing three on ancient, medieval, and modern, that one should come on the Bollywood history to just break the break the monotony of you know the mainstream history. We are also trying to cover histories that are not recorded, you see. Many histories are, uh, you know, stuck in the oral history tradition. So we try to uh, find those oral histories and we try to find sources. We are doing it and we might come up with some great posts in the future very soon, you know. Because oral history is one piece that is still not fully uh, discovered. And I think many researches are going on, on oral history. So that is very interesting. And one example of oral history is the partition story of India and Pakistan. You know, many, many people suffered uh, with partition and on both sides of the border. And they have stories of of the partition. Arch and great historian, is trying to document those. So we, we do write, like, uh, I don't really force my team to write on any topic. I give them a free hand and they come up with great posts, great topics. You mentioned about partition
0: and how it's an important part of our
1: history. Yeah. It's very important to let people know about these stories yes it is it is, it is really important because you see the generation uh, that you know that went through partition is might be in their 90s now yes. they might be in their 90s or you know 80s so i think it is a very valuable aspect And it is a very valuable thing to record it maybe through video or audio and then jot down the important anecdotes and you can form a great book, a collection. Anjan Manutra, as I mentioned, has done it very beautifully. And you know, more books are coming up on partition and you see the narrative of partition is so diverse and basically it also because it is history, it might be affected with personal trauma and personal you know experiences but I think uh, these are very interesting incidents if you read those uh, personal anecdotes you know if you read Kastel's book you'll get such wonderful and such heart-wrenching. Uh, episodes of the Partition and life before and after Partition in Delhi, in Lahore, or in other parts of India and Pakistan. You talked about Bollywood
0: history
1: and you we have, we have written some posts about that also. Because, you know the history that it is, is happily represented in, in movies as well? Uh, the representation of history in movies are often debated you know, movies are made by producers who get money out of it, you know. So, they, they show some mitch masala. Without mitch masala, nobody is going to watch a film, you know. So, I don't really believe in the representation of history in films. You know, the last film I enjoyed based on the period drama was Mughal of 1960s. you know. Which is, a, which is a, you know, it is not a historical film because there is no mention of Anar you know. There is no Anar in real life. It is a creation of a writer. But how beautifully they have shown the Mughal court, how beautifully they have shown Akbar, the Prince Raksha, Sapur, sorry. and then Bilik Kumar as, you know, Prince Salim, Doza Khote as and then Madhubala, the, the I think the most beautiful Bollywood actress, yes. as as the as the Anarkali. You see how beautifully they presented, and how beautiful the she in when you, when you see the song "Pradakshina Darna the she in they have made, the actors have made. I think it is next to impossible to take a movie like Mughal-e-Azam in, in any time in the future of Bollywood or Hollywood for that. but I am uh, really worried on, on representation of movies because for dramatic effects for creative life you know there is a chance that facts of history can be manipulated but my only advice to the viewers to the listeners is don't really learn anything from movies those are not classes, history is there in the textbooks, history is there out there in books, not in three hours film, you know. You cannot learn the history of five, six years old wars through, through a film of three hours or two hours now. So yeah, I think definitely some some representation for sure. can
0: what's
1: one thing about history and heritage that really fascinates you? okay uh, you know how history of a great nation of India can shape world's future you know the power of indian history and heritage is one thing that fascinates me you know if you the great in the civilization, you will see the water channels, the drainage system is still working, you see. And it is better than the present-day drainage system. The science and technology were all advanced. And, you know, even if you see the Delhi Sultanate, the, 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 the economic reforms, the economic policies were so advanced. And I think those are really great, great ideas for the future. And then you know, what fascinates me is the kind of impact that it had. You know, when I started reading, it really changed my perspective of how I see the world. And it really fascinates that you know you get to know about the past, how it happened. And it just went through you know, when I when I read my first book, it just went through a movie classes, you know all the all scenes were there. So it is really fascinating to study history to know about the past and to also know what, uh, you know, there's a quote, I I, I don't remember it uh, perfectly, but it, you know, it says that, you know, if you don't study history, you are doomed to repeat it, you know, the mistakes of history. So it really, uh, you know, gives you the knowledge of what went wrong where and what was good. So, I think it makes you more wiser. So, that, that is the one, that is uh, that is something that, you know, really fascinates me and and different interpretations of history makes it more interesting because, you know, when you read all the all the interpretations, some says the other, things, some says the other, and then the truth, uh, the, the, the objective truth affects any. I mean, that might lie between these interpretations that you will understand after reading many books and many So I think that, that fascinates me. The, the, the curiosity to know what happens next is, is a fascination.
0: Okay. Thank you Ishan. It was great talking to you. Got to know such amazing things. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you, you so much. by the name culture Jordan thank you so much bye bye